Welcome to Eyes West, the podcast for movers looking for a new place to live in the America West and the connections to get it done. Here's your host, Dick Crawford. Welcome indeed. This is Dick Crawford, and that fine introduction this morning was from today's guest, Linda Coy from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Linda and I have been in the same network, training network, for many years, and we truly enjoy our work. And this is a wonderful opportunity for our listeners to get to know Linda and the area of Albuquerque that she serves. So, Linda, how are you doing today in Albuquerque? I am just fine, thank you. We are having a beautiful day. It should be almost 70 today, and blue skies like usual. Okay, very good. I like that as usual. That's that's excellent. Uh, before we uh, uh, before we jump in too much, I have a few questions, and one of them is, how did you get into real estate? How did you get to this point? What's your what's your quick story? My quick story. So I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, and so met my husband years ago, and he was from New Mexico. And even though we were living in Phoenix and very happy, New Mexico was calling him. He was a caveman, which is Carl's dad, and they did baseball. It was a big deal. And so he said, well, we should head this way. And so we looked, and he was in the hotel industry at the time, and there were lots of opportunities, so we came this way. And several moves. The hotel industry is different than real estate. They'll move you into one area, and then when that hotel gets going really well, they'll move you to another one that might need help. And so we moved around New Mexico quite a bit. We were in, we were in Cloudcroft, which is a very tiny, small town. It grew to 250 in the, in the summertime. And we lived in Ridoso, which is a beautiful town, mountainous also. And it's the home of the All-American Futurity, the horse race that we have every year. Uh-huh. And we lived in Roswell, where all the aliens are, and finally ended up in, in big Albuquerque, which is one of our major cities. So we have Albuquerque as the main city, and we have Santa Fe, very popular city, and then we have Las Cruces. And the rest of New Mexico is pretty rural. And so living in New Mexico... I was faced with, what do I want to be when I grow up? And real estate just seemed like a a natural move. We had moved around quite a bit. And so I got my license when we were in Roswell. And my husband immediately was transferred up here to Albuquerque. So I didn't even start my, my career in Roswell. We came up here to Albuquerque. And being a brand new agent, I did not know if Candelaria or Comanche, those two streets, I didn't know which one even came first. So I spent, I spent a year driving around, finding out about the neighborhood. Um, Dick is a refiner in his heritage profile, which you know, portrays who we are. And I am of the Learn family, so I have to make sure that I know everything before I can even say anything. So I drove around and looked at everything and and had some kind of confidence that if a customer asked me, is this a good school district? Is this a good neighborhood? What is the industry in this state? I could at least answer with some professionalism. So I spent a year doing that and 27 years later I'm still in real estate. 
There you go. You like to learn and make sure you you have all the the right information so that you can steer people in the right direction. That's that's uh, that's a, a very good quality because people need a uh, people need an expert. People need somebody who knows what's going on and knows what they're what they're doing. Good. Now, how about uh, these the first three questions that I like to ask people just to kind of set a, a tone, if you will, and, and and learn a little bit about it, you right off the bat. What's your approach to the business in terms of of how you uh, you run things? I think it just depends on the on the people that I meet. So if I have someone coming to me and they're a brand new first time home buyer, then I'm going to spend a little bit more time explaining how things work from A to Z, so that they don't have any questions or nothing falls through the cracks as we move forward. But if it's a seasoned person or, say, they've bought several homes or they're buying an investment property and they kind of know how it works, I just want to make sure Mm -hmm. that they are given all the information that they need so that they can make the right decisions for them moving forward. There there you go. Educate them, as you say. Educate Mm -hmm. them and make sure that they're comfortable making those decisions. Now, as as realtors, we wear a lot of different hats during our time with our clients. What's your favorite hat to wear? Favorite hat? There are so many that we do. Sometimes we're out we're out digging for the septic system <laughs> cover, and sometimes we're showing beautiful million dollar homes. And so we we wear we wear every hat. But um, I think just Finding out what it is that the person really needs. Um, A lot of times we work with people who are looking for a bigger home because they've had um, growth in their family. They just had a baby. Um, You know, the kids graduate and they need to downsize. Um, But occasionally we're working from a a real sense of loss. Uh, One of their spouses passes, their significant other is no longer around, they can't afford what they have due to a loss of job. And so we have to take into consideration the reason for the move. And a lot of times it's it's not the all fun, pleasant reason that they're moving. And my job is to make it as comfortable as it can be for them so that they can move forward each step of the way knowing that they've They've made the right decision. Sometimes it's not the decision that they want to make. Um, sometimes people are leaving a home that they've lived in for years and years and the children have grown up there and the job is no longer here. And so they need to move out of state and it's sad for them and I need to help them do that. Um, so, coming into the state, however, I can you know, just explain to them all the different things that we have here. New Mexico is such a diverse state, and it's, it's an awesome place to live. Beautiful skies, 310 days of sunshine. So, so, so I you think, can end up being like a like a coach or a, or a, a teacher, if you will. Um, but again, you like to make sure that you understand their situation so that the best decision can be made. And along the way, sounds like you're a coach and a counselor and, and um, you know, those types of hats. It seems like that's a natural for you. Is that fair to say? It is. And sometimes the move is not the best thing for them. And, you know, I'm not the sales prevention agent, so it's not like I don't, I don't want to build my business. But sometimes the best thing to do is 
lay out all the facts and say, does this all make sense? And sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes we wait. And that's the thing, having been in the business for 27 years, if someone comes to me and today is not the right day, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be here next year and the following year. So sure. Absolutely. Okay. Now, along the line, when you, when you do work with your clients, and you touched on this a little bit, but what do you do to make your, your, your clients feel comfortable in the, in the process? So you talked about educating them, listening to them, and making sure that they're making the right decision, but is there anything else that, that you do in particular that just helps them feel comfortable in the process? Just no surprises. No surprises. So that they know what's coming next and what's to be expected. And if there's something that they enjoy, we can always throw it in because it should be fun. So if I hear, um, oh, I just saw that Dutch Brothers Coffee just opened up and, you know, we used to have them wherever we used to live or I've heard that they're wonderful, then maybe we'll make a, you know, a route to Dutch Brothers and we can go over the next houses that we're going to see or or, you know, go over our inspection report at Dutch Brothers instead of just having it always be at the office. And so I try to make it be enjoyable. So, you know, it, it can be fun. It doesn't need to be. Sometimes people are, are real worried about the outcome and they're real worried about the next step. And if I can just calm them in that and, and remind them that this is supposed to be fun. It can be an yes. enjoyable process that I, I like to have fun and, so if we can have a little fun while we're looking at the homes. Yes. Right now with COVID, it's been, it's, been, it's been interesting. It's been interesting. So I'll give my, my people gloves and masks and, you know, all that hand sanitizer so we can go through the homes. And um, I was showing an older couple, and he, he didn't want a hand sanitizer. And I was explaining, well, a hand, it's, what do you call it? It's a sanitizing wipe. And I was telling him, if you hold that in your hand, then anything you touch in the house, it'll protect you. It's a barrier in between you and the home. And he said, oh, all right. And he took it from me, and we walked through the home. And, you know, he used it on the doorknob so that, you know, he, could, he didn't have to touch the house, and the house didn't have to touch him. And then when we went outside and I was locking up, I turned around, and he was blowing his nose on the on the oh hand sanitizer. And I thought, oh, I think that missed its point. So, you know, we could have a giggle about that later. But, um, yeah, for the most part, if we can have fun while we're doing it. That's very, very important. It puts people at ease kind of naturally. So you're in the Albuquerque area. Can you uh, run off a list of maybe three or, three or four um, cities that represent kind of your boundaries around Albuquerque? Um, so if somebody looks at the map and says, okay, I, I, you know, I, I want to go to Albuquerque. I like Linda. I'd like to use Linda. What are your boundaries? How, how far out do you go? Sure. So Albuquerque is a metro area, and I work predominantly in Albuquerque, but we have some suburbs. So Rio Rancho is a huge suburb of Albuquerque. Um, We also have Corrales, which is a little bit more rural. It has some farmland. It has room for horses. We have um, Placidas, which is the same. Not not so much as far as horse land, but Placidas has um, bigger homes, and it's a little bit Um, mountainous. Um, We also, now south of Albuquerque, so south of Albuquerque, those are are both Rio Rancho, Corrales, Placidas, and North. To the south, we have um, Las Lunas, Boleyn, Bosque Farms, and those are all 
all within half an hour to an hour drive. So none of that is too far. Then on the east side, we have the Sandia Mountains, and so that's, that's a barrier. But on the other side of the mountain, we have um, some little towns. So we have Sandia Park, and we have Tijeras, we have um, Edgewood, and those, those are a little bit higher elevation, and so they get a little bit more weather. And so that's a conversation that I have with people if they're looking out that way. If they have to come into Albuquerque every, every day for work, that might not be the best place because sometimes the Tijeras Canyon Road is closed. But um, if they're looking for views, complete views, you can get a home and just go out on your balcony and you can just almost see forever if you choose to go into the East Mountains. And so there's a lot of different... Um, topography that we have here. We're a valley, we're a high desert, um, we're also mountainous. Um, we have the, the forests, and so there's lots of you know options for people. But my main cities are Albuquerque, Rio Rancho, Corrales, Placidas, Las Lunas, Belen, Bosque Farms, and then in the East Mountains we've got Sandia Park, Tijeras, Edgewood. That's about it. Okay, and real um, on on the on the terrain side, and you talked about the mountains and such. Um, mm-hmm. you probably get all four seasons because I you know I know that there's a there's a summit up there that's about ten thousand feet, and I think uh, mm-hmm. Al- Albuquerque is at about five thousand fifty three hundred square uh, square feet, mm-hmm. fifty three hundred feet. Um, so you get all four seasons, and you got some mountains, and you've you've got a lot of beautiful outdoors and blue skies. What are some of the activities during the year that people can can pursue? You know, give me give me something that's, that you do in each in each se- season. Yeah, that's absolutely right. We have such wonderful weather, and so we do have a winter season, and we do have snow. And there's not as much in Albuquerque, but all you have to do is take the tram up the Sandia Peak, and you'll have skiing, snowboarding, all that right right available to you, and that's in the wintertime. And if you take that same tram up in the summertime, then there's hiking. There's a restaurant at the bottom. It's at the foothills. And then there's a, a fine dining at the, at the top. And so if you just want to take the tram up and, and eat at the top and eat at the bottom, you can, you can do both. And so we've got that for the winter and the summer. We have a lot of hiking, biking, trails. We have um, a lot of runs. So I was just thinking about 5K runs. We have those, um, the color runs. We have some runs for um, the zoo and um, different, different, you know, cancer or lymphoma society. We have walks and runs for that. Um, some of the things that we do that are that are, I think are traditionally New Mexico is we have uh, on Easter we have the the um, walk up to Chimayo and it's where you know it's like a pilgrimage and and they walk and do their homage there but we also have um, strolls and we have um, some through through our downtown. So we have an area called Knob Hill that's all small little shops that are, most of them are, are local shops. And they'll have um, strolls through like the Christmas season for buying different different gifts and all. 
And I'm trying to think, what, what else do we have? We have so many different things, such as museums. We have the, the Atomic Museum, and we have, um, we have a Fred Harvey Museum. We have Al Unser Racing Museum. We have the Bloons, Bloom Museum, because we have the Albuquerque Bloom Fiesta that happens every fall. Right, and right. So there are certain things that happen so in different seasons. So we'll have chili festivals all summer long. Then we go to Bloom Fiesta right after school starts. And then we have the state fair. And so all summer long you'll be smelling roasting, roasting chilies in the air because we have Hatch, New Mexico. And so we have um, all of Hatch, Hatch's chilies all roasting so plenty so to do. Lots, lots of different things to do. Plenty to do all year long. Um, why? Uh, uh, what are some of the reasons that people are, are relocating to your area? A lot of it might be for employment or retirement. Um, what do you see? What are your? What do you think the main reasons are? Yeah, kind of both. We have. Um, I was just on a forum for Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's it's. Um, the economic development, and they're talking about the different industries that are moving in. And we have um, one of the big ones with Facebook. They they just opened a brand new plant in um, in Las Lunas, south of Albuquerque, and so that drew a lot of people. But we do have because of our wonderful weather, and we do have a huge retirement sector here. Our Property taxes are very low, and there's such a diverse population. No matter what you're looking for, pretty much is here. We have a huge um, Native American culture here, and we also have a huge Hispanic culture. So we have, in, in addition to the museums that I mentioned, we have a Hispanic cultural center where you can go and walk and see a lot of the history, and the same thing with the... Native Americans, and we have a huge gathering of nations every April, and so you can go and you can watch the dancing, and you can eat the different foods. A lot of our, our things are all circled around the foods. So, so We have tamales so, in the Christmas time. and. But again, uh, in terms of, of relocation, is it primarily for jobs or retirement? Are those basically the two big categories that people are relocating? We have both. We, we really do have both because we have a huge retirement uh, okay. move here. We have some Del Webb communities, and, and they're all newer construction, so that's nice. Um, if, if you're thinking about retiring and spending time outdoors and enjoying life, you don't want to have a home where you have to make a lot of maintenance, maintenance work done. Right. So, so with, with Del Webb, that's nice. But we also have our, our largest employer is the government. We have a lot of um, DOD, we have DOE, we have DOJ here, and we have a lot of CIA, that kind of stuff. So we have a lot of people that move in for a few years and then they move out. And um, there's a lot of there's a lot of transition just because of that. Um, the school the school districts are are the main draw to the people that work with the government just because if they're only going to be here for a couple of years, they want to make sure that their kids are in the best school districts. Um, that's one yeah. thing that we've done is we've kept we've kept the Albuquerque school district together, and as a as a realtor, I've tried to help this, and the reason being is. If you go into other states, 
there will be certain subdivisions and people might be searching in that subdivision, but then they find out the tax structure and the tax structure is, is quite high due to the fact that there's a different school district for this neighborhood versus one that might be right next door. And one thing that we've done in Albuquerque is we've kept the school district together and that keeps the, our tax base low. So it's not like, oh, if you want to be in that school district, you have to be over there and then your taxes are going to be extremely high. There's nothing like that here. It's all pretty much the same through Albuquerque and then Rio Rancho, which I think, I think you know, makes, makes a lot of um, sense for people coming in if they want to be on a budget or if they just say, hey, I've come from a city where I'm taxed to death or a state where I'm taxed to death. I don't want that. Um, Albuquerque is pretty pretty even as far as taxes go. Okay, that's a, that's refreshing. We don't get that a whole lot. <laughs> it's very good to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when a new resident comes into town, how do they get involved in the community? What are You named off a lot of activities. Uh, what are some of the more, um, uh, how shall we say, volunteer type of activities or opportunities for them to really get into the, the community and, and participate? Um, you know, beyond the Rotary Club, Rotary Club and church groups and such, how does one get involved in the community? Guy, there's so many different things. Um, just like I said, we have the run for the zoo and we have different different things like that. I'm trying to think what would be the best best way to get them um, together. I think if there was something, I have, I even have one client that um, she, she handles raptors and she she handles all the big birds. And so if, if we find, we have a lot of wildlife here, and so if we find an injured bird, she's the one that I always call, and she tells me, okay, take it to the na- nature center, and they'll help you with that. And so I think whatever it is that, that they're interested in, it would be really easy to get involved. And it could be um, from art to, you know, to hiking, to rock climbing, to... Um, you know, kiln, kiln. You know, we we have pretty much everything here, and so just um, deciding what it is. What are the few things that you do want to participate in, and we can always get you hooked up with that. Yeah, I think some of the some of the signature things like the, the outdoor activities, um, particularly the the balloon festival and and such uh, things like that, people really enjoy because it's so different. So it sounds like there's mm-hmm. there's some good amount of of quote unquote different activities that people can get involved with that uh, will get them mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. them really into the community. Uh, how and how I was going to say, how about growth? Um, how has it been growing over the years? Have you had uh, some some uh, some formidable increase in population in certain areas, or or not? We we have, and I'm thinking we were around 550, maybe 500,000 population in Albuquerque when I first started in real estate. So that's 27 years ago. We now are seven hundred, eight hundred thousand. So it's not been humongous. We are we are sort of an anomaly across the nation. If the nation is having a, a growth spurt, we are kind of um, we kind of remain steady. And I think that's because our largest employer is the government, and that doesn't change very much. Whereas um, when 
when things go up or go down in other states, ours doesn't go up or go down quite as much. So there isn't that, nothing's really tumultuous tumultuous here. It is very, um, very even keel. And so I know that in our housing prices, when we were going up maybe 3% or 4%, other places were going up 25%. And we didn't, we didn't see that here. We didn't see the large bubble, and we also didn't see the large drop. Okay. That's, that's very encouraging, very stable environment because of the, mm-hmm. because of the influence on, um, of, of government employment and the size of the employment uh, by the government. Mm-hmm. And one other thing that I wanted to mention is one of our big things is the Sandia Labs. We have Sandia Labs, and we also have Kirtland Air Force Base. We have Los Alamos Labs, too. So we have the highest IQ population in Los Alamos, and then we have the Sandia Labs, and then we have um, Kirtland Air Force Base. So all those are are very, very stable um, industries for our community. And those those have been here a long time, and they they're not going anywhere. So, no, certainly not. And again, that's uh, definitely an attribute that people look for is stability in a region. So that's very good to know, and it's good to know why it's stable. What about regional mm-hmm. services? One of the do, services. Do the, yeah. One what about regional services like you know infrastructure, healthcare, hospitals, you know things like that? Are 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 yeah. those good to people? Uh, yeah, yeah, we actually have we actually have really good um, health care, and we have um, good support services. So we have a we have a three one one. So if there's anything that you need, you just dial three one one, and pretty much whoever's on the other end of the line is going to hook you up. If I need a permit for something, I'll call three one one, and they'll get me where I need to go. If you need a new um, oh maybe a new vet, you can call three one one, and they'll they'll get you hooked up. So huh. so that that in itself is very, very helpful. Um, we, have, um, we have great doctors. We have um, access to great health care. Um, they've built two or three new hospitals. Um, well, one, one. I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating. We have one new hospital on the west side, but they have, they have renovated a lot of our hospitals here. And um, we have cancer. We have cancer centers. We have um, heart, heart institutes. So if there's something that you're worried about moving here and you might have a health issue while you're here, it's going to be covered, and it's going to be covered by the specialties that, that you would expect in maybe a bigger, a bigger state, more populous state. Very good. One of the things I, I know that, that retirees like is they like good health care, a good airport, and some technology to help them stay connected. <laughs> and mm-hmm. if they have, if and, and weather weather would be icing on the cake. Uh, if they have that, then they then that area is a good candidate for for retirement. So seems like you've got it all. What about uh, cost we, of living? How does your how does your cost of living compare to to other areas that you're aware of? Like what's the what's the cost of a gallon of gas, or what's it cost for a night on the town? Yeah, a gallon of gas, we're about $2 a gallon. So um, it depends on, you know, where you get your gas. It varies just a little bit. But, um, yeah, our gas is gas is very affordable compared to other places. And then a night on the town, if you, went, if you go to the movies and a dinner, you could spend upwards of $50 to maybe $100, but it's probably not going to be any more than that. And we have so many different things that you can do. You can do paint night. We have 
opera in Santa Fe. We have all the different museums. We have theaters. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of local things that that happen. And we have during the summer we have arts in the park, and so they'll pick a different park around the around the city. And you just go and there's vendors and you can find different things and there's always food trucks and so you have the local fair and it's it's always fun and a lot of outdoor a lot of outdoor things um, they will have they have a thing called Summerfest in the summer and they'll do it downtown and they'll rope off the streets and you can stroll and walk and visit the different places but they also have them in different areas across the city and they'll have a concert, outdoor concert, and it's totally free. It's something that the city does for us, and those are always fun. There's always different things, and a couple of the different industries that I didn't mention to you that might be a little, uh, a little surprising is we have a large growing winery, brewery, and distillery business here in New Mexico, and so um, I think we have 65 different breweries now that are local craft breweries, yeah. and um, it, yeah, and we have we've always had the wineries. Wine's been a big thing in New Mexico for years, and so day trips are a big deal from Albuquerque because everything is not that far away. You can take a day trip, and you can ride the narrow gauge railroad. You can take a day trip. You can actually take the Road Runner, which is our our rail, up to Santa Fe and spend the day in Santa Fe, going through the museums and the the art shops and a little a little local. Um, New Mexican food, and then um, you can take the take a drive and do the hot springs. There's so many different. We have um, Bosque del Apache, which is a reserve for birds. You can take a drive, you know, half a day drive, and watch all the cranes as they come in. So there's so many different things that happen that are outdoors, and and, and a lot of those things available. are free. So, so the price Very, is right. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. What are yep. what are the um, what are the property taxes uh, in in New Mexico? What's the property tax base? How does that work? The way that you know they have this big formula, and you you take the assessed value and you divide it by three and times it by the mill rate, and pretty much what it comes out to is about a point and a half. And so if you're buying a hundred thousand dollar house, you can say, okay, my ta- property taxes are going to be about fifteen hundred, and you can double that. So if you're going to buy two hundred thousand, you can say that would be three thousand dollars gotcha. in property taxes annual. And so, um, you know, they're they're really not bad in comparison to other other states. Well, especially when you have uh, far more affordable housing, so that's very good. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and on on that front, uh, in Southern California, we've got uh, anywhere from LA to San Diego, we have home prices that range, average home prices, that range anywhere from seven hundred thousand to a to well over a million dollars, and that gets a little crazy. What's the local median price or average home price for you in Albuquerque? I think this is what's most most interesting to people moving here is our average sales price right now has increased significantly over the last year and we are averaging about maybe 225 to $250,000 average sales price. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is after a significant increase. So that's very mm-hmm. good. That's, very, that's mm-hmm. probably music, music to the ears of people in a lot of states, in a lot of big cities. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So our, what, so our what new is... Con- 
Well, I was going to say, what what is that? What does that house? Uh, what's that house look like? What's the size of that house? The lot size? You know, the amenities. Um, say a say a five hundred thousand dollar house, because uh, that seems to be in in some of the bigger cities. That seems to be kind of a a reasonable um, number to deal with to compare between areas. What's a five hundred thousand dollar house get you? Sure, a five hundred thousand dollar house will get you probably over twenty five hundred square feet, maybe three thousand square feet, with um, you know upgraded kitchens, baths, um, maybe a three car or four car garage, um, and the pool, you know, maybe a gated community. We don't. When we're thinking about five hundred thousand, that's really thinking upper end here. Okay. Definitely upper end. Okay. So, so for 200, well, looking at new construction, we didn't talk about that yet. Looking at new construction, new construction is always a little bit more expensive. You know, you don't have the maintenance or any of the upkeep. And so looking at new construction, I'm thinking we're probably around 225 to 300 for the base, base homes. And in that, you're still going to end up with three three bedrooms, two baths, two car garage, and we're probably starting at 1,600 to maybe 2,500 square feet, mm-hmm. brand new construction. Wow, so, that's very good. Now, is, is new mm-hmm. construction meeting demand? Is, is it able to keep up? Because a lot of areas are having problems with labor and, and material shortages or poor mm-hmm. costs. What's, what's the vibe there? We had trouble for a while. After the mortgage implodes of 2010, it really took a, it took a big toll on our new construction because builders couldn't get loans to start subdivisions and that that made a, a drop in inventory for sure. And so just over the last maybe last four or five years, have builders felt comfortable moving into the area, going ahead and securing the dirt because our land is very inexpensive and starting the subdivisions. And we've had a few new builders come into town. We've had some that have been here for years and years, and they're, they're expanding again. And it's really nice to see some choices for, for buyers in the new home construction industry. We are, we are landlocked in New Mexico, in Albuquerque. And so to the east, we have the Sandia Mountains. To the south, we have the um, Air Force Base, to the north, we have um, native land, so there's, there's Native American land. And so the only place that we can really go is to the west. And so we've done some infill projects in Albuquerque you know, for the last few years trying to fill everything up. And so new construction really is to the west. And so we're heading, heading out to Gallup and Grants that way for new construction. Interesting. Yeah, and, and that's not a short distance. That's a whole different area. Gallup, of course, mm-hmm. whoever from mm-hmm. Arizona. Okay, well, that's very good. I'm kind of kind of teasing about that because that's a long way. We could go a long way before we ran out of land in New Mexico. But exactly. a lot of the new construction is is northwest. Yeah. Okay, and it's you know looking at the map, it's just and I've driven through there a few times. Um, it's just beautiful. It is desert, and some people you know aren't crazy about desert; they want to see pine trees and such. But you're at an elevation where you've got a good smattering of things. But the high desert is just absolutely gorgeous. So uh, all that open land is beautiful land. But construction is having a tough time keeping up, and that is no different than uh, 
than other areas because there are material shortages and, and labor shortages uh, in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Now, um, what about out-of-state buyers coming in, um, be it new construction or be it just looking for a home? What can you do to, to help a new, uh, new buyer coming from out-of-state? I like to look at what's important to them and how close do they want to be to whatever's important to them. Proximity to their new job or proximity to the hospitals, proximity to maybe hiking and biking trails. You know, I try to find out what's, what's important to them. And I ask them, how far do you drive now? Um, what's a comfortable drive for you? Is everything in Albuquerque, if it's about 20 minutes to half an hour, that's, that's average. And a lot of people come from areas where they have to drive an hour, hour and a half. They're really not going to need to do that here. And that opens up a whole lot of, of you know, there's more area to cover if they're comfortable with that. So maybe they do like um, a little bit more land and maybe they do want a few trees and they don't mind an hour drive. Then we would look in the East Mountains just because they would have, they would have everything they want doing it. And, that and, way, and with technology as it is, in some cases, people don't have to drive that many times a week, uh, depending upon their no. job, of course. So there's a, a good opportunity there. You can really live out out there um, and be within reach of the city. Uh, and if you don't have to come in too often, that's even better. So there's all kinds of good mm-hmm. opportunities. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. And we've done that here for years and years. Almost no one works on Friday here. Um, the streets are full of cars, and you know everybody's exactly. doing all their all their weekend errands on Friday. Yeah, yeah. So nobody's at work on Friday. Four day a week work week. Is that what you're telling me? Pretty pretty much so. Pretty much so. It's been now, that way for a while, and now a lot of people from? are telecommuting. Where does it come from? I think it's because it's um, it's it's the labs. A lot, a lot comes from the national labs, and a lot so of it you, comes just from the fact it's government. Are, 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 are you saying that the uh, government employees only work a, a, um, a seventy, or excuse me, a thirty-two hour work week? <laughs> are, are you calling them out? <laughs> no, no, no. Pretty much, pretty much, they. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't say a word. You didn't hear that. Yeah, exactly. They're not no, listening so, either. I, I, I guarantee yeah, you. Yeah, and so now, <laughs> you know, now with the telecommuting, I think it's great. You know that people are are already oh, yeah. used to maybe only the four day work week, and they can cut it down to three. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of alternate schedules where we have a lot of people that work overnights, and not just in the medical industry, but you know, all different industries. Um, one other thing is if they like downtown life, we have, we have that too. We have where they could have a work, a work lift space right downtown, and if they never even want to own a car, they don't need to. And they could walk to the grocery, and they could walk to um, dining, they could walk to the theater, whatever they want to do, and that would be you know, more in our downtown area, but we have that available too. So it just depends on whatever you want. So you say live workspace is that uh, paint that picture is that uh, condominiums over you know over businesses uh, on the you know third fourth fifth floor there's condos and down down below there's businesses or is it a combination live work unit? Both. We have um, just recently a few new um, 
newer builds that actually have the homes over whatever the industry is. And, and I've always been asked for that from people coming from other states, and we, we just never had it. But we do have it now, and I think it's, it's up and coming. It's, it's interesting because if you don't want to drive, then you want to be in a city where you have that opportunity. A lot of it is just um, where work is very close. So you could, you could walk to work and you know, still be in an area that has proximity to the bank and to the, to the yeah. post office, to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. That's, that's positively romantic. That, that sounds so good. It's a big city, but it seems to have a small city feel in many ways. Is that mm-hmm. fair? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if a buyer comes out of town, comes from out of town, and they're, you know, they've already sold their house or they're looking to get new construction. So they're going to need a rental uh, for a little while, maybe to get their legs and understand what's going on and where they want to buy. Can a buyer find a rental for, for 12 months or less um, so that they can, you know, tide themselves over? Mm-hmm. And that's something that we often suggest if someone just really doesn't know where they want to be we'll say go ahead and we'll, we'll work on finding a rental and then you can drive the areas and figure out which ones mesh you know, more, sure. more with your lifestyle. And yeah, we, we don't have as many rentals as you know, everything seems like in the housing industry. It's a little bit tighter than it used to be, but they pop up all the time. Like if we look today, there might only be five that would suit a certain a certain family or someone moving in, but then tomorrow there might be 10 new ones. And they pop in and they, they disappear pretty quickly, um, but, but it's not, not impossible at all. Um, I often do that for people. Just They might want a three-month or six-month just so they, they know that maybe their job isn't going to continue and they don't want to purchase their home yet in case they get into this new occupation or this new company and they're not comfortable. So we want to always have options for them. Sure. And and maybe some of that turnover is due to the the government sector um where where there's there's some turnover in in that arena is that fair or is that kind of off base? It could be, but I think people who are rentals renters, they don't they don't stay renters for long or if they are long-term renters, they probably don't rent the same home or same abode for forever and so there's a lot of turnover just in the rental community itself gotcha. and they decide okay we got we got a four-bedroom house that we're renting now and we don't really need it so if we go to a three-bedroom you know it'll be a lot less cost for us and we'll do that and so now that four-bedroom pops up that you know you might not even have thought was an option for someone moving in to need four bedrooms but maybe they have an office Maybe they're a masseuse or a CPA or something like that, and they want to start a business, and they want to do it right out of their home. They can do that here as long as the zoning permits, and maybe they would do it in a rental to make sure they could build their business. I had an attorney that just did that recently. Um, He was building his his law practice, and he didn't have a whole lot of money, and we we found him a perfect home, and... He was renting for years and years, and now he's a homeowner. There you go. Always, there's always a way to to move on up if if uh, that's where you're looking. 
Um, you talked about out-of-state buyers um, coming in and, and you know driving around, getting used to the neighborhoods and such. Is there a particular time of year or maybe two times of year where Albuquerque really shows itself really, really well and, and it would be the best time of year for somebody to come and take a look? Oh, I think in the fall and the spring. But that's because I grew up in Phoenix, and so anything less than 90 is cold in my mind. <laughs> but... But I know we have, we have, you know, so many things to do in the winter time. You know, we have the skiing and the snowboarding and, you know, just being able to take the tram up and then ski down the other side of the mountain is just, I mean, it's, it's amazing. You don't have to drive, you know, a lot of people drive from here to Taos to ski, but you can just, you know, take the tram right up and ski. So, um, yeah, we have, we have, um, we have beautiful weather. There's, there's a couple times when, when, um, you know, it might be a little icy and snowy, and, you know, some people love that, and that would be probably December, January area. Um, most years in January, if it does snow, it's those big wet flakes that, you know, fall, one flake will hit on your face and cover your whole face, and then yeah, it disappears exactly. into the ground when it lands. And so it's not like our... our our weather is harsh in any way. The highs in the summer might be 90, 91 degrees. Um, the lows in the winter, usually an average is about 24 degrees, um, and then up to 54 degrees in the same day. We do have a couple, a couple days that will be below, you know, like below 32, but not very often, not very often. Well, so... You have a couple of, of events, uh, signature events like the um, the balloon festival, and that's in the fall. Mm -hmm. uh, what what's mm -hmm. a signature event in the springtime? It, you know, again, if somebody wants to come and and see Albuquerque at its best, what what's an event in the springtime that they could uh, they could latch on to? You have caught me at a loss. I'm trying to think of all the things that we do in the spring. Because there's, there's so many things to do here. I mean, and, in between concerts and... I'm sorry, what? Well, I was, I was going to say it's in the, in the spring where it's, you're coming off the winter and everybody's uh, you know, looking forward to, to summer, being outdoors a little bit more. So, yeah, there must be some outdoor activities that uh, really, really get people sure. moving. And they always do a few, um, oh, housing, housing... I'm trying to think, what do they call it? Um, you know, the, the remodeling shows, and yeah. so you can go and see what are the latest trends. Um, right before Balloon Fiesta, we have um, our home builders um, pray to homes, and so all the new homes or, or renovated homes, too, are, are on tour, and you can go through all the different homes and just see what, what are the trends for the year, or which remodeler, if you're thinking about remodeling, which remodeler do you like the best? Um, so we have that opportunity. Uh, there's also some tours that, that are, this goes back to housing because real estate's my jam, but um, there are some tours where we go through some of the different architectural styles and the different, um, some of the older homes that, that usually people wouldn't get a chance to be able to, to view and mm -hmm. they'll have tours 
on on those homes, which is always interesting. We have ghost tours, too. Mm -hmm. They take you through the downtown and tell you all the scary stuff that's happened in Albuquerque, (laughs) you know, all the ghost stuff. And, you know, those are always fun. I like those when I go to a different city and try out their new ghost tours. It's always fun. So there's there's something going on all the time, and if somebody wants to go visit to to get a get a handle on what Albuquerque is all about, there's definitely some things going on all the time because generally uh, you can be outdoors without uh, without too tough uh, of of weather. Um, so that that's that's good to know. It's a flexible city in terms of weather. Plenty to do, plenty to do outdoors. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even when we do get our snow, it, it almost always melts off the next day. And that's, so. at, that's at 5,000 feet. Uh, I would not have thought mm-hmm. that because our local mountains at 5,000 feet, uh, the snow definitely doesn't, doesn't melt off in a day. We can get some pretty, mm-hmm. pretty hefty snow in there. And that might be because of the mm-hmm. Pacific Ocean effect. So that's good. That could be. That could be. When you uh, get snow, it doesn't last long. That's nice. It's pretty, but it, it goes away quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, uh, the last question would be anything else for somebody coming for, for a long weekend um, just to get to know the area? Did we, did we miss anything? Anything else you wanted to mention? Just the fact that we are so rich in culture, so rich in culture. I mean, there's so much art and there's so much beauty here, um, you know, to, to be outside and enjoy and then um, to be able to see the different, um, different, different cultures. It's, it's amazing. There, there's something to do all the time. And I have to laugh because, you know, we were part of that Manhattan Project years ago. Yeah. And so one, I don't know what it was, there was a function and it was held at the Atomic Museum. And each one of us was presented with a docent who would take us around and, and explain what, what the pictures were and what the memorabilia was. And the docent that we had was actually, he was an older guy, and he had actually been on the Manhattan Project. And I thought, oh, this is going to be good. We can ask him certain things. And so they showed us this one picture, and it was a big, tall pole, and there were mattresses all around. And then there was something at the top of the pole. And I said, well, what's this picture about? And he said, well, well that's, that's it. He said, right. and we wanted to put the mattresses there in case it would fall in case oh, it would fall. And I just thought, oh, this is so, so fun to get, um, you know, wow. a little bit more insight into something that was, that was um, world-changing. Yes, yes. So a lot of history there, a lot of history, a lot of culture. Rich in and, history, rich in history, rich in culture. And rich in wide open spaces too. Well, Linda, th- this has been a very enjoyable conversation. I really appreciate your time. All of it um, very well said and uh, all very good information. And uh, we can tell that you absolutely love the area and you're very very familiar with what's going on and, and, uh, and where, where people can live to best suit their needs. I, I just love learning more about our, our network agents all the time. And learning about the areas that they represent and such. So this has uh, been one more enjoyable enjoyable episode for sure. Thank you so much. Well, I want to jo- thank you. My I pleasure. I want to thank you for the opportunity and thank you for allowing me to speak about our wonderful state and um, a little bit about my business and how I run my business. And I'm here for anyone that wants to move to Albuquerque or the surrounding areas and... It would be well, it, it would be fun to 
fun to help them find their new place. No, absolutely. And just more the word gets out that we've got some uh, very, very great agents and excellent um, relationships in this network of ours. I think it helps people understand that um, if they stay connected, then they will have a good agent who has their best interest at heart. And that's, that's the intention of the show. I'm sure we'll be talking again soon, and I, I hope uh, if we... If we cross paths again, uh, COVID permitting, uh, I hope we can take the time to enjoy a meal together because um, that that really kind of um, punctuates things and gives people a chance to slow down and, and visit. And I hope we get a chance to do that soon. In the meantime, of course, That'd be awesome. Best wishes, best wishes to you for a for a um, a good end of the year and a good start to the new year. Um, we well, thank a, you very much. We could use a reset button, and I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, 2020 was a little rough for all of us, but just so you know, Albuquerque is always welcome to you. So anytime you want to come, just holler at me, and we'll get you tickets up to the tram. You can look at that beautiful. Look from that beautiful mountain at our beautiful city. Well, thank you for that. I I will put that down. I'm uh, I'm getting a good idea of, of uh, cities throughout the West, and I'm making a list here of places I need to visit because I didn't know I didn't know nearly the things to do out there. So I appreciate that. I'll take you up on that sometime. Well, again, uh, best wishes from me to you for an excellent rest of the year. Uh, take good care of yourself, and I hope we see each other soon. Me too. Thank you much. Bye-bye. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Linda Coy from Albuquerque, New Mexico. And you can tell she's passionate about the Albuquerque area. She's an experienced professional. And she's ready to help you get acclimated and settle in. If you would like me to introduce you formally to Linda, please feel free to contact me and I'll be happy to hook you up. And to understand the value of using a realtor known to me and my colleagues, take a listen to the first episode of Eyes West. It's called the Eyes West Resource. It's down at the bottom of the list of your podcast platform. Uh, I might need to click on the older episodes link, but it's down there, the Eyes West Resource. To learn a little bit more about me, you can Google me as Dick Crawford Realtor, and I'm always available for your real estate needs in Orange County, North Orange County, California, and I have trustworthy colleagues throughout Southern California who can help in areas that I don't serve. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, be good, be well, and be safe.